You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Crew, this is Mark Hatmaker coming to you from the Command Sharia. Uh, today's uh, title of our sermon is Trains Go Somewhere. Does your training get you there? Uh, we'll get into a definition of terms here in a moment. This is, uh, you can think this is a quasi-motivational piece, but uh, I actually see it a little bit more historical than that in context. Uh, the way uh, some uh, old schoolers were approaching the early training, whether it be the boxing, the wrestling, the all-in fighting, the boom battle, even straight down to the physical culture movement. Anyway, let's, uh, we'll, we'll get into the weeds here. Let's define some terms first. Now, we all use the word training, and we know exactly what it means. You know, it means to prepare, correct? Okay. Now, it entered our vocabulary when this nation and others saw railroads as the major form of high-tech transportation. It remained uh, so well into the 1930s, okay? At the time, you had very few motor cars out there, and uh, either trains got you where you wanted to go. It's a hell of a lot easier than a horse or a covered wagon, uh, way before interstates and way before many paved services. So they're actually remarkable things, some training. It was uh, it was a esteemed uh, mode of uh, transportation and considered a luxury good to uh, to many people. Now the word training began being accepted as a facile metaphor for military preparation as well as to be trained was to so-called stay on the tracks. That's to hold the course. All right. So uh, it means you had no deviation and you were set in your purpose. So it makes sense. Very good metaphor. Now, it trickled into sporting vernacular, meaning essentially the same thing. To skip training or to be a lax about it was to go off the rails or more simply to derail. And we're seeing this come to the vocabulary. Again, you know, trains have been around for some time. So even early boxing and wrestling, uh, someone could go into training. Some early references was early, uh, late 1860s. So we're seeing this already pop uh, into the vocabulary, both sides of the pond. Now, the useful railroading, uh, it's a very useful railroading metaphor, allows us to see that our bodies, our minds, our skills are not where we desire them to be in the present moment. So we have an eye on a distant destination, literally or figuratively, so we adopt the iron dictates of a steel track and get ourselves to rolling. All right, so training. Great word and uh, super apt. But the word in its original intent stipulated that you were going somewhere. You had a destination in mind, all right? Now, stay with me. This is where we get to the historical context of it, where we've kind of perverted or uh, lost sight of uh, what the original intent of using the word training in a specific intent. See, to the old school Haas mindset, static bites, bike rides uh, to nowhere, you know, or doing the Fran workout every eight days or so, and road work or you know, 5Ks for T-shirts would be an unfathomable concept, all right? It would be the equivalent of the participation trophy. And that's not knocking on that. We all have to, you know, we do some, anything we do is better than not doing, all right? But just trying to get the separation of thought here and, uh, and hone in on this uh, old school definition. Also, an unfathomable concept would be using a concept to rowing machine and never actually plunging a surf and never actually uh, executing a high brace during a nether puckering plunge of rapids or something like that. So in other words, there's many, many a person who use a concept to rower and never actually get out there and rowed. Right? Now, there's some people who actually do row. They crew in an off season uh, or whatever they can't get out of the water. They, they use this as an adjunct. That would be the proper use of the training. But using things that stand in and never actually do anything with it, this is 
is the part that would be you know, unconscionable, unfathomable to the old school mindset. And again, I'm not picking on concept twos or any of the gear, but you, you get the idea. The old school Haas mindset, ask of any endeavor or piece of gear, does this get me where I'm going? And it's just not the gear. It's, it's the activity itself, the endeavor. It would never occur to ask, hey, can I do this forever and ever for the rest of my life and never have to leave my house or leave the path around my block? That would just be unfathomable. Uh, the human animal is meant to explore. It's meant to get out there. And, uh, you know, human life is not necessarily a, a, a risk-free venture. I mean, we got to consider this is the only species that you can find on every continent of the globe punishing Antarctica uh, to, to, to tropical rainforests. It's actually astonishing species. And uh, we're meant to do that. I mean, that's what our ancestors and many of our betters do at the moment. And uh, we, many of us can point to them and go, oh, that's absolutely incredible. And we got a piece of that ro- rolling around in our DNA and our genes and our yearnings and our souls and our spirits. So it's uh, wise to uh, say to that hunger to some degree, we don't have to go that far. We don't have to go to Antarctica, but hell, we can do something, right? Now, uh, let's go to a quote here. We're going to use another exemplar for our next jumping off point. Here's a quote from a man named Wally Herbert. Okay, quote, for myself, I hardly ever do exercises. I find exercise as a sport unbearable. I much prefer to set off and suffer during the first few weeks of a journey, unquote. All right, so here we have a guy just finds it silly, unfathomable. This is Mr. Wally Herbert. Now, at first glance, that statement or opinion seems to be one of a slacker and anathema to other who I never miss a training day cadre out there. Again, that's at first glance. Now, lest we think Mr. Herbert a slacker, let's, uh, let's delve into what he's done. He's likely the first man to have actually reached the North Pole via an overland route. In a 40-year career, he has trekked more than 23,000 miles in a sledge, uh, or an open vessel, over half of that 23,000 miles was untrodden territory until he arrived. He mapped over 46,000 miles in Antarctica. He came within 200 miles of reaching the South Pole via dog sled before having to turn back. He made a 16-month journey to be the first to make a surface crossing of the Arctic Ocean. Rainer Fiennes, no stranger to adventure himself, has called Herbert, quote, the greatest polar explorer of our time, unquote. And yet, when you got Mr. Herbert at home, you try and get this guy to the gym. Just not going to have it. So, is Mr. Herbert encouraging sitting pat and staying put? Well, obviously not. He wants us to get out there and do stuff. So when one digs deeper, he's asking two questions. Here's question number one that we should be asking ourselves right now. What are you waiting for? How many times have you said or heard variations of the following? Well, when I finally drop these few pounds, I'm going to. Or when I get in better shape, I will. Or when I can fit into the swimsuit, I'll. Or when the kids go off to school, I'm going to. Or when my tax refund comes in. Or when I retire and get more time. Or when I'm a better person than I am right now. Wally Herbert would advise going from zero to 60 with no lag between the decision and the act, no gap between the dream and the manifestation of that dream. In other words, remember, recalled he didn't train to get ready to go off on his journeys. He went. He said he'd rather suffer and go. And the point is, I think, you know, keeping yourself in a, a good bit of condition, modern condition, ready for our adventures is a great idea. But the point is, any of us thinking, well, I need to get ready and do stuff before I do stuff. Mr. Herbert didn't do that. He allowed the stuff to take care of it. So here we can uh, we can run both sides of the blade. We can prepare for adventure and also be adventuring all the while. And uh, we got to make sure that we are doing something. If we're just preparing out doing something, that's where again we get back to where we perverted the definition of what training is. The standard and wise advice to those who await their better selves before going or doing anything uh, better than their current selves is go average, go often, doesn't matter. Be, follow Mr. Herbert's example, just get out there. 
whatever your is, well, whenever I'm ready, I'll, uh, that's holding you back. Uh, I wager it's not as daunting as Mr. Herbert's going from a chair in his study in Scotland to trekking the Arctic Ocean for 16 months. All right, we mentioned there was two questions. Question number two is this, and this is the question that ties to your old school Haas mindset stage setting, okay? What are you training for? Now, I ask you, my active cadre, I mean, look at all the box gyms out there, the Globo gyms, the garages filled with Rogue or CrossFit paraphernalia. What are we training for? Do we have a big adventure looming on the horizon? I mean, Lord, I hope so. Or are we just filling time on hamster wheels to nowhere inside our mortgage habit trail environments? Now, once we get beyond Mr. Herbert's service read, we see he's not asking us to not train. He's just asking us to go, to do something, no matter what, and to not expend energy in fruitless pursuits that allow our activity consciousness off the hook. See, often what happens is we train, and if we don't have an end goal or result in mind, we kind of uh, release a little bit of a spiritual steam and think, well, I've done something. But we still wind up feeling a little bit uh, at odds with ourselves, at loose ends. We actually have to have things on the, on the uh, horizon. Again, it doesn't have to be a 16-month journey in the Antarctic, but you know, surely they got something, right? He's holding us accountable where some of us sit in self-satisfaction and think of such thoughts as, look at those couch potatoes and look at me. I go to the gym four times per week. And Mr. Herbert looks at couch potatoes and the exercise sanctified alike and asks, so what have you done? Where, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with all this strength, right? The, the correct answer to that tripart question is, don't wait, just, just go. And to all of us who dig training, it's let's put it to interesting use. Let's have better stories than, you know, how much do you bench or how many reps or what's your best 5K or what's your friend time? I'm so sore from last night's workout. You know, that kind of thing. Snore. I mean, it calls to mind if you've seen the film, Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights. We've got uh, the characters played by uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, uh, I just lost his name. Uh, anyway, they have a point where they're discussing the... Uh, they, they first meet each other and they do the typical male thing of how much do you bench? And they, these, they're both sweet souled idiots on this, but often they, they allow uh, whatever their bench press is to stand in for whatever their adventures are. And they don't really have any adventures. There's a lot of us just sharing the kind of information, what's your bench, what's your best run, what's your best friend. And it's very similar to that. Uh, John C. Riley, that's the gentleman I was trying to think of. Forgive me for that brain fart there. So if we do embody old school training to the word, our tracks lead to somewhere. Our tracks always have a where in mind. Now, to help us on that, we can use the heroic journey prescription. Uh, Joseph Campbell, the avatar of resurrecting the importance of myth and heroic journeys in the personal sphere, offers the following. He posits that our human tribal bands evolved in communities where journeys, quests, uh, vision quest, rituals of achievement were a vital and int integral part of becoming. Uh, becoming what? And becoming yourself, discovering yourself. I mean, there's no out there, there's no follow your bliss. They're just simply involved in some sort of activity or endeavor that's uh, beyond the usual and allows you to uh, get more and see see what you are. You don't have to go find yourself. You find yourself is part of, part of the the challenge of life. I mean, there are no hero tales in any mythology or, or of, of people who uh, sit put and stand pat. I mean, there is no Viking song cycle called Knud the Brave who stayed in his garage lifting four times per week. There's just no such thing. And I've read many a saga. Uh, Joseph Campbell sees our loss of questing, our foregoing of journeys as a cause of much ennui and a bit of our soul remove. Uh, he writes in The Power of Myth, uh, quote, the one who watches athletic games instead of participating in athletics is involved in a surrogate achievement, unquote. 
Now, uh, keep that in mind. Passive consumption or non-achievement. This is what he's referring to. The next step up the ladder, he continues on from Mr. Joseph Campbell. Uh, that's characteristic of our sedentary lives. There is or may be intellectual excitement, but the body is not in it very much. So you have to engage intentionally in mechanical exercises, the daily dozen or so forth. I find it very difficult to enjoy such things, but there it is. Otherwise, your whole body says to you, look, you've forgotten me entirely. I'm just becoming a clogged stream, unquote. So we've got a, uh, an Arctic explorer, Antarctic explorer, and then we've got a, uh, a scholar of mythology, uh, both of them saying we need to do something. And uh, we sometimes we try and let it stand in with just doing standard exercises and, you know, get in on your 12 exercises, or your reps today. And uh, we uh, still feel a little bit at ends, at loose ends. And that's because we've got to do something with what our training is. Our trains have to go somewhere. So the remedy seems to be return to journeys, a return to quest, a return to expedition, a return to a train on the track that actually goes somewhere. Now, I sympathize who, uh, with those who find it hard to exercise. The hamster running furiously on the wheel is running out of frustration to be free. The hamster did not buy that wheel for himself. His captors did. Now, we buy our own hamster wheels, and we are wise to disdain them. And I hear you think, okay, Mark, this is all kind of sort of interesting. Uh, so uh, what's the point of all this? I'm all asking is, um, this is not saying don't exercise, don't slack off. Hell, that's what the unleaded program is. I want people uh, to indulge in exercise. It doesn't have to be the unleaded. It just happens to be the flavor that I really, really think pays great dividends with you know slim amount of time. Uh, but it allows you, leaves gas in the tank for you to get out there and do more stuff. Our job is to make sure that whatever our training is, to have things, goals on the horizon. Whether you're saying, hey, that's the next boot camp coming up. Uh, well, speaking of, we've got one coming up in August if you're interested. Or anything, it can be. Hey, I'm gonna. We've got a big hike planned. Uh, once a month, we go. We put in the, this hellacious hike, or we're gonna go paddle this river, or we're gonna, you know, load everybody up and go over here and you know, you know swim. Or just do something with it. Make sure that all the endeavor we're putting on uh, the work in there in the garages, the box gyms, or whatever, actually we get to do something with it. And if we're not doing something with it right now, you have to ask, your train just sitting there spinning the tracks, going nowhere. And often whenever you do something with it, you feel a whole lot damn better about yourself. Anyway, end of that sermon. Take care of yourself, crew. Out. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, extremeselfprotection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musics. Mm-hmm.